I'm, I'm, I'm here for the. I'm here for Sounds like Russ is here. And uh, <laughs> Rusty, Rusty's playing Connect Four again. Um, <laughs> Russ is off. He's off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyone seen Russ? A long dog. Hang around. He's gone. Hello and welcome to the Long Snapper Podcast. It is week uh, 29. Um, don't know what week it is in the F- NFL. We just had the Pro Bowl and we are leading up to the Super Bowl. Uh, excited, boys? Are we looking forward to the Super Bowl? Absolutely. Yeah, it should be a good Definitely. one this time. Yeah, really looking forward to it. But sad. We are, but sad. Yeah, because it'll be okay. over after that, isn't it? Agreed. Uh, I should say, I'm joined with Martin, Mark, Doug, and Adam. Hello. You can say hello, hello. hello. Yeah. Hey, there we go. None, none of us. If you're listening to this, none of us are in, even remotely qualified to comment about American football. <laughs> if you've listened to us before, you'll know that already. Yeah, that's that is not new information. Okay, so uh, lots for you today. Well, I say lots. There was no football, so we're going to talk a little bit about the Pro Bowl, give you a, 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 an interesting preview to the Super Bowl. However, before we get into, oh, and don't forget the bants. Um, but before we, before we yeah, never, ever, when if you are tuned into the Long Slapper podcast, you know Bants is never too far away. Um, but before we get into all that, uh, we're gonna. It is customary, uh, customary to start uh, with a quiz. Uh, Adam's up this week. Does anyone else think we're I jumping am. the shark yet? Oh, uh, that, that <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah. Um, that was about week fifteen. <laughs> Right, quiz, quiz. Uh, Peter Bradbury has been in touch, um, who's been listening, and hopefully still is listening. He, uh, he sent Hi, me Peter. quite a few. Hi, Peter. Sounds he like sent a real name. That's got a fan. <laughs> is he our fan? Uh, you can, he's on Twitter. He is... Well, he must be real then if he's on Twitter. I mean, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> he is. I'm going to find... That our our Twitter followers is full of real people. <laughs> he sounds he's like a stand-up guy, though. Stand-up guy. Very bizarre avatar. I'll give him that. He's Peter Brads on Twitter. There you go. Um, he sent me a few stats around the Super Bowl, around the Patriots and Falcons that I thought were worth a mention. But in the end, they've kind of been incorporated into a quiz, a Super Bowl-themed quiz. Uh, there are going to be three rounds to this, and each round you'll each have a question. Um, it's simple as that. Um, but categories in each one, um, so you'll get to pick which category you'd like. Uh, we will start with round one, which is traditional. Traditional. Uh, round one is about the Falcons and the Patriots. <laughs> you know, before we started recording, there was a conversation. I said this quiz will be nice and speedy. We'll get through this. <laughs> All right, sir. We've said that before. I've been very, very wrong. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, round one. Um, you're gonna you're gonna choose a category each. Doug, you're gonna go first, and your categories to choose from are. Head-to-head, quarterbacks, Patriots or Falcons? Which would you like? Patriots. Patriots, okay. Which is the only animal team, i.e. a team with an animal as its nickname, that has beaten the Patriots in a Super Bowl? If he gets this wrong, does this get chucked over? No. (laughs) Decision on the fly. (laughs) Fair enough. I like (laughs) it. Uh, going for there you the go. NFC. This is the speed we were looking for, yeah, isn't going it? Going for the <laughs> NFC third teams: Atlanta, Seattle, Eagles, 
Well, I think you can rule out the Lions and the Bears, can't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, shit, I don't, I don't know. Um, Seahawks. <laughs> Seahawks is, is incorrect. Uh, Martin, you can't rule out the it Lions. Is, it's the Bears. It's the Bears. Yeah. 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 You said Bears. You said Bears. Yeah, the 85 Bears being this Let's 85. Yeah. The Bears beat the Patriots. But you said which is um, the only bird team that's beaten them? No, no, animal, animal team. Oh, we I didn't, didn't say bird. Okay. I did not say bird. All right. I heard it. <laughs> um, I heard animal. Yeah. The Pats have beat. Just, just, just shut up. You got it. <laughs> 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 the uh, the Pats have beaten the Rams, oh, Packers, Eagles, and the Seahawks, but have lost to, to the Bears, Packers, and the Giants twice. In the, all the Super Bowls that they've been in. There you go. Up next is Craig. Uh, the categories you've got left to choose from are head-to-head, quarterbacks, or Falcons. What are you going to go for? Head-to-head. Head-to-head, okay. Tom Brady has faced the Falcons four times before. How many of those games has he won? All of them. You are correct. I think I read uh, that week somewhere. The yeah. Patriots actually <laughs> lead the Falcons 7-6 to six in their head-to-head record. Martin. You can take what's left, which is uh, quarterbacks or Falcons. Uh, quarterbacks. Okay. Name either quarterback from the last time the Falcons and the Patriots played each other without either Brady or Ryan being involved, which was in 1998. 98 would have been... That would have been... That would have been... Was that the Chris Chandler or Redmond? It must have been around. It must have been Drew Bledsoe's time as well. So I'll say Bledsoe. Bledsoe is correct, and uh, it was Chris Chandler. But it was Chandler. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember if it was Chandler or Redmond, but yeah, I thought Bledsoe was the. Yeah, good the shout. Uh, Mark, you are left with, if I can work it out, the Falcons question, and your question is, who beat the Falcons in their only Super Bowl appearance? That's the Broncos. It is indeed. Was that so, Elway seconds? They got yeah, well, yeah, second, second, second two years, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the Packers the year before. Um, so everyone's got a point except Dougie, I'm afraid. Oh, uh, what a shame! <laughs> <laughs> There's a violin under, playing somewhere under dispute. <laughs> well, you could listen back to the pod and work out what question I asked. <laughs> like, I'm sure you'll you'll edit it. Maybe you'll edit it out to change. <laughs> what uh, round two is about Super Bowl history, and Mark's going to go first. And the categories you've got to choose from are colour, Houston, stadiums, or losers. Um, losers. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I follow a team that I'm convinced might be an answer. <laughs> I love the fact that you've picked this. Um, we all know about the Bills and their four consecutive Super Bowl defeats. Yeah. Uh, but which other team has appeared in four non-consecutive Super Bowls but never won? Have they have they won one since? Uh, no, they've Don't appeared in only four Super Bowls. Well, I'm just repeating the question. Um, they've appeared in only four Super Bowls and they've never won. There's two that are springing to mind, but they've won. They've won some because they were just there. So I, I think it's the Vikings. Uh, you would be spot on. It yeah. was indeed the Vikings. None of them recent, obviously. Uh, Martin, would you like colour, Houston, or stadiums? Colour. Who was the last team to win a Super Bowl wearing their coloured jersey? It's a bit racist. 
Don't use I'm the word tongue. colored anymore, Adam, okay? <laughs> this is not the 40s. Jesus. Did you like the pause there? There was just a little pause where I was saying, shall I say this or not? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the Aaron Rodgers Green Bay team. That's a very good answer. You are spot on. Uh, the, they're the only team to do so in the last 12 Super Bowls, incredibly. Um, I can also tell you that 34 out of the 50 Super Bowls in history have been won by the side wearing white. Who's wearing white this year? The Patriots. Uh, the Patriots, Patriots. wearing white. Fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> all of the last six Super Bowl winners worn white. So uh, it'll be the last five. Uh, yeah, last five. <laughs> hey, would you like Houston or stadiums? Stadia. Houston? Uh, the Patriots beat which team in the only other Super Bowl to have been played in Houston? Oh, I think I might know that one as well. Show off. <laughs> <laughs> I only know other people's questions. I've seldomly <laughs> known my own. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if we do... That's a hurry, you, I reckon. People would be yeah. turning off in their spades, wouldn't they? They, they, wouldn't have, they wouldn't have got this far, Doug. Flipping <laughs> <laughs> uh, out. I can't. I can't. I cannot think. Panthers. You are correct. French. Oh, <laughs> mate. Hey, <laughs> mate, I'm they, uh, on this shit, dog. Holy. <laughs> they beat the. They beat the Panthers 32 to 29. An incredible stat from that game is that all 61 points were scored in the second and fourth quarters. That is incredible. Sure. There you go. It's a lot of points. <laughs> um, Dougie, you are left with. <laughs> Mark's really pleased with that. He's really good. <laughs> Look at his little face. I like to. I like to entertain as well. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> Just go. I know what I'm, uh, anyway, uh, Dougie. No points, boys, in the first or third quarter. Not a single one. Not, not, not a one. single one. No, out of six, that's six one points in the game. That is incredible. Oh. Look, at, look up the box score. Have a bit of fun with that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I will. I, if, I, if I look at that at night, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have <laughs> sporting some kind of morning glory. So I need to be a bit careful with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that wasn't I should say that wasn't one of Peter's stats that's one of my own um, Doug we do which which venue um, which venue has hosted the Super Bowl with the largest ever attendance I would say that it used to be the Rose Bowl but actually it's the new Cowboy Stadium so what are you going for well that was my answer it was the Rose which... Bowl and now it's the Cowboy Stadium so you're saying it's the Cowboy Stadium yeah <laughs> Okay. Uh, unfortunately, it was a Rose Bowl. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Super Bowl 14 with an attendance of 103,985. And the New Cowboys Stadium was 766 short of that figure. Oh. <laughs> That's harsh. <laughs> and Don't Daddy, say... he was so sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Into the final round and... Uh, I'm out. I'd like to build up Spence, but yeah, you're, you're out. But you can answer a question anyway. I'll let you. I'll let you go first, Stephen. <laughs> um, the final oh. round. Is that, is, that, is that your quizmaster hug? Yeah, it is. <laughs> you're giving him that. I like it. <clears throat> Super Bowl records is the theme for the final round, and you can choose from quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, or special teams. Special teams. Special teams. Okay. 
Who is the only man to have returned the opening kick of the Super Bowl oh, for a touchdown? Oh, easy. Oh, that Everyone was that. Devin Hester. It was. Yes. Well done. The, the rest of you are all on two points, so I am in no particular order going to pick Martin next. And you can choose from quarterbacks, running backs, or wide receivers. Quarterbacks. Okay, who is the youngest quarterback to win a Super Bowl? Russell Wilson. That is incorrect. It was Big Ben when they... Ah. Mark. Hello. Running backs or wide receivers? Uh, let's go with running backs. Okay, which running back has the most career rushing Super Bowl touchdowns? Emma Smith. You are correct. Well done. Mm-hmm. And Craig, you're left with wide receivers. And Come your on. question is... Come on, Craig. Get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks in a row. Come on. <laughs> Which player has the longest touchdown reception in a Super Bowl and is also one of only three players to score Super Bowl touchdowns for two different teams? Longest reception. And he Here scores we go. two... <laughs> Here we go. Two different... Longest uh, longest reception full stop, which was also for a touchdown. It was 85 yards, I can tell you. Um, Don't give me any more. Hey, hey, stop. <laughs> okay. That's enough. That's tough. Um, uh, Jerry Rice? No, unfortunately not. Tory Holt? Anyone listening know what, what Mark's, Mark's doing? <laughs> celebration at someone getting a question wrong. Uh, Jerry Rice has scored a, a touchdown for two different teams, uh, but he hasn't. He doesn't have the, the longest reception. Oh, you fucked uh, me with that then. The man, <laughs> the man who does is Musin Muhammad, who, and the longest reception was for the Panthers. He also scored a Super Bowl touchdown for the Bears. Wow. Who, who knows who that is? Hands up. Nope. nope. Oh, and Craig, Joe Craig. I don't fucking care. Play my music. <laughs> Shit. Oh. oh, that's that's that. It's one. a brace, boys. It's a brace. Uh, just 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 a little, little footnote. If uh, if Jake Viney wants to to get in touch with the question oh, yeah. that I'm wrong, um, then I'll look forward to that. <laughs> but if you won't find it. He spends every week fact-checking every single thing that we say. Craig, <laughs> Craig, it's not Craig, really very Craig. difficult. Let's, let's not slag off our fan, yeah? <laughs> no. <laughs> to be fair, if he, if, if, we've got a couple, and he probably appreciates it if he still listens, because he knows that is what we do. <laughs> I should apologise to him. Oh, I don't apologise. The geezer apparently puts more effort into this than we do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! All right, nice one, Adam. Uh, Marks, what's that like? Your third or fourth one? Uh, third uh, one? I think fourth overall, but second in a row. Second in a row, Craig. Come on, <laughs> running scared, the three, mate. Going for the three peat. Okay, don't. Nice one, Adam. And uh, yeah, Viney will be waiting to see what we got wrong uh, on <laughs> Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> you, all got, you all got stuff wrong, but well, except for Mark. But I, I didn't. didn't. Yeah. So. Um, before we talk <clears throat> Pro Bowl, to get this type of gold in your ears weekly, look us up. Twitter at Long Snap Pod, Facebook, and definitely join our Facebook page because we're going to be coming to you live very shortly. So not only can you hear me, you can see me. And uh, that is good news for everyone. 
less about the boys. Uh, Look at the Facebook page, <laughs> Long Snapper Pod. Get us on SoundCloud at Long Snapper Podcast and iTunes and leave a review. Uh, so, as I said, weekend just gone. We had the Pro Bowl. We uh, we had the Pro Bowl return into its typical format, moving away from that coach's pick fantasy nonsense we had last year. Back to some cool unis and the team lids. Um, not in Hawaii, though. And uh, Darren Sproles was a uh, spelling Zeke start, starter, second string running back in the Pro Bowl. Somebody's going to have to help me understand that. Um, was it a good game? Is it ever a good game? Can you call it a game? Is it an exhibition? Uh, how did you enjoy the Pro Bowl, gents? I I actually watched the highlights. I'm not going to say I watched the whole game. That would be ridiculous. Uh, I caught the hour's worth of highlights. Um, I've got quite a bit to say about the Pro Bowl, actually. So here we go. Let's strap yourself in, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no points were scored in the first or third. <laughs> Incredible. No, I'm done. I've done. That's all I have to say. I'll, 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 um, the... Getting an absolute pace. Hey, well, I, I have to say, though, one thing. It was better to see AFC versus NFC. I'll say that. At least there's a little bit of context. It's a joke, though. They don't, they don't tackle properly. They don't, they don't block they properly. They cry about it. They do. Yeah, oh, it's just it's, it's unwatchable. That's, uh, that's my view. Next. This this is my point about it, right? Is the fact that I, I I refuse to watch the Pro Bowl. I stopped watching it years ago because it's it's boring as shit. Even the crowd boo because of the lack of effort they put in. The one play I've seen of it is Lorenzo Alexander smashing Jimmy Graham towards the end of the game and Jimmy Graham getting up and crying about it like a little bitch. If the players are if, if they're gonna kick off because they get tackled, what the fuck is the point of it? Because it's a game of, you know, they're playing football, play it properly, or just don't bother. And if the players are going to whine and moan anytime someone puts in, a, you know, a 50% halfway decent challenge, what's the point? Fuck off. It's, yeah, not interested. Here, here follows a list of things I care more about than the Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> He's prepared this. <laughs> Strap yourselves in. <laughs> the bits you cut off the end of green beans before you steam them. Oh, I hate that bit. Yeah, I hate, hate those bits. bits. And I hate it. Don't serve them to me with the ends on. Cut the fucking things off. My garden recycling bin. I quite like my garden important. recycling bin. Yeah, important. Good. important. Important. Shit. Important thing. Shit important goes... bit of kit. Nah, fuck yeah. the dolphins. Shit goes in the bin. <laughs> Whatever the bin goes in the bin. I don't care about your recycling bins. No! Um, fuck you, bro. Love the world. Uh, Look after yourselves. Right, so, so just to, to, <laughs> di- to, di- to diverge again, yeah? You put all that, you put all that stuff in a recycling bin. <laughs> it then goes on a fucking great big ship, which drives it to China, where it's processed in a factory for people that are being paid slave labor wages, and then gets processed in a plant with child labor, and then gets turned into plastic, which just ends up in the ocean again. But my conscience is clear. So <laughs> <laughs> utter utter tribe. Anyway, once it's left my driveway, I ain't interested. My conscience is clear. <laughs> yeah. no, um, yeah, the Pro Bowl is a joke. It's an absolute joke. I don't know why they do it. They, they'd be better off just having like a a big thing in a city where all the players just turn up and sign autographs and, and give away free shit because it'd be more engaging to the public than the meaningless game. I watched the... Um, I didn't watch any of the game because it is just pointless, like you say. They, they might as well play flag or two-touch or something for all the contact and everything else they do in that game. 
But I did catch a little bit of that skills competition thing they did. And, uh, the, you know, uh, I'm sure a couple of us here are old enough to remember. It just seemed to me that this is the NFL version of It's a Knockout. <laughs> I was just waiting for Stuart Hall to, Halling to start doing the, you know, the, the commentary in the background. Uh, he wasn't available, apparently. I'm well, not sure why. Yeah, I'm not sure why. Yeah, but you're thinking, it, it just, what's that? Might as well just get people in big costumes, sumo. Well, it did have people in sumo suits running around thinking, hang on. Oh, well, they, <laughs> they did. I, I saw this in 1983. What the fuck <laughs> is it still? What, how far are the NFL behind it? It just seemed like a cross between it's a knockout and those crazy ass Japanese game shows that they have. <laughs> you know, just something like that. And it's just like, no, I, I don't need that NFL, thank you. Well, how did the, how how did Darren Sproles make make the t- and I'm a massive big Darren Everyone Sproles fan. Bob's turn up. Well, yeah, I can tell you that Trevor Simeon Trevor Simeon didn't play in the Pro Bowl because he was injured. I don't know what his injury was. Andy Dalton played <laughs> in the Pro Bowl. So basically you you just had to be an NFL player. Yeah. So I yeah, was ex- I was expecting a call. <laughs> it, it was coming up. It was it wasn't that many players had to go down for me to mm-hmm. get shot. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see how many rookies turned up because I've I've heard a few stories of of certain players who have written into their contracts if they play in the Pro Bowl they get bonuses. So maybe Darren Sproles is on a small contract and he gets a massive amount of wedge for making the Pro Bowl and actually playing. There was a story of one guy who got selected for the Pro Bowl and was actually begging the coach to put him on the field so that he could uh, claim a bonus on his salary. <laughs> so. Yeah, is it something like sixty or thousand dollars for the winning team, and then or player on the winning team, and then like thirty some odd thousand dollars for the losing team? Which yeah, I suppose if you're, on a, if you're on a rookie contract, sixty some odd thousand dollars is probably yeah. not to be sniffed at. But some it's some well, players, I think that's exactly what they do, though, isn't it? Sniff it away. Some some players will have it written into their contracts that they'll get wow. <laughs> some some of their base salary will be made up if they if they make it to a Pro Bowl. Yeah, but surely it should only count as a pro bowler, like as in to put on your CV, if you were like the first team pro bowler, you can't be a fourth alternate or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor had gone to the pro bowl this year. He would have had another pro bowl. Fuck off. Well, listen, if if it's written into the contract, then you've got to argue it in court. You you played in the pro bowl. Therefore you made the pro bowl. So you pay pay him the money. Padding stats, padding money, uh, boosting television revenue. Anyway, you cut it, utter tripe. A week what, off, basically. What, what can they do about it, though? Because they're not going to get I, rid of it, are they? I'll tell, you, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, and, you know, you won't hear this very often, um, but I think Dougie had the only solution to the Pro Bowl, which is... He started talking about green beans. You, you, are, <laughs> you, make it, you make it for a draft pick of some sort for players, for teams, however you work it, or... You sack it off. Sack it off. Don't bother with it. There's no yeah. point. There's, you need to make it a exercise. Yeah, you a, need to a, make something. A game that is physical can't be played without physicality. Anyway, that's enough Pro Bowl chat. It is dog shit. Don't bother with it, to be totally honest with you. <laughs> but what we're going to do, and I am excited, we're going to talk Super Bowl. You are about to enter the courtroom of Judge Russ. The people are real. The cases are real. The rulings are final. This is Judge Russ. So for some reason, I'm not allowed any decision-making responsibilities here. So Russ, Russ, tell us what you're looking for. I am looking for well-balanced argument, 
I'm looking for facts. You come to the wrong place, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking for for facts, but most importantly, I'm I'm looking for belief and intent in your in your in your debating. And you know, if you're wholeheartedly believing what you're saying, then you've got a half decent chance for me. So See, there, there's my I, first problem. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to prejudice Russ. Uh, I don't. I want to. I don't want to prejudice this Russ. But there is a right and wrong answer. I'm not going to uh, tell you which. Um, so, uh, <laughs> can I just quickly read Craig's WhatsApp message earlier, uh, which is talking about his role in this debate? Uh, I'll read it verbatim. Completely and utterly unbiased. I mean, I'm looking to make sure this debate has all the merits of credibility as would be expected of the Long Snapper podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what a load of arse that statement was. Before, so, uh, after this, does that mean they're not going to bother with the Super Bowl? Because we're effectively deciding it now, right? Basically telling you right, the answer. Yeah. Cool. Whatever, did you whatever get, the outcome Did you not get this, that email? Yeah. <laughs> whatever the outcome of this is, lump Put your big. mortgage on it. <laughs> so... Um, let's, how are we going to do this? We go in, argue, well, you're, you're the, mate, you're the adjudicator. You've got to move Brilliant. proceedings on. Russ Brilliant. is, Russ, you're, you're the, you're the chair and Russ is the, the right honourable gentleman. Is that what just, judges just, are just, called? I don't know. Right honourable. That's, that, that's, that's in it? That is the first time I think I've ever been held <laughs> in any sort of esteem. <laughs> Russ, I'm, it's a, it's Russ, not Russ. real, mate. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so, Here's what we're going to do. Doug, Adam, you're up first. Tell us why the New England Patriots shit are going to win the Super Bowl. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll kick off. I'll firstly say that this is all coming from my head rather than my heart. Um, but I think that goes without saying. Um, unfortunately, my head thinks that the evil organization is, is going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, it doesn't want to, but that's what I believe is going to happen. Um, I'll start by talking about their phenomenal head coach, who is, as we all know, the evil genius. But I would argue that he's the best coach that there's ever been in the NFL, bar none. Um, secondly, the Patriots have experience. They've been there. They've done that. I'll give you a stat of any Super Bowl that's been contested between a team that has won the Super Bowl before and a team that hasn't. There have been 27 of those. And 20 of those have been won by the team that's been there before and done it. And that doesn't lie. Uh, thirdly, that prick Tom Brady. He's a, he's, and he's he a is good. a prick. He's, he's, he's an asshole, but he... That's a fact for you, Russ. He's a... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's the balance, the balance stuff we were talking about. He is a, a bit good at what he does. Um, let's be honest. Um, Fourthly, their their defense has stepped up this year big time. Um, it's ranked number one in, I think, everything, or just about every every stat going collectively has them as number one defense in the NFL, which has perhaps taken a few by surprise. Um, but when when you've got Tom Brady on one side of the ball and you've got that defense on the other doing what they've done, they are going to be hard to beat. Uh, one other thing to say is that. They've overcome, you know, obviously some injuries. They've overcome the suspension to Tom Brady early on, the injury to Gronk. You know, just what, what do we do? Stick another guy in, stick Garoppolo in, stick Jimmy Brisket in, who and they still go three and one until before Brady's back. Gronk goes out, Martellus Bennett just scoring touch for fun. 
all over the all over the field, both sides of the ball. They can plug and play people, and they don't have any issues at all. Dougie, go have a shower, Adam. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Russ, Russ, what's what's going on, Russ? Sorry, my phone's running out of battery, so I've had to go and try and find a charger so I don't lose any arguments halfway through. So I'm well, trying to. No one heard that argument because you were apparently playing the world's largest game of Connect Four. It's Ben's Connect Four in the bar. Rail red argument. <laughs> Obviously, I heard every bit of Adam's argument, and from a judicial point of view, no, no we don't. Any... Wanna... Go on, sorry, go on. Anything with anything, anything with with stats. I am a very big fan of. There you go. There was also an important fact in there for you. Just, just saying. Oh, that was the Tom Brady is a prick fact. Hey, <laughs> he's listening. Dougie, it's on you. Okay, so um, as as my right, uh, my learned friend, my learned friend has uh, pointed out, uh, the Patriots possess probably the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick, and. If you want to put your eggs in a basket, I would say that giving the greatest coach of all time two weeks to prepare as a defensive expert for the most explosive offence we've seen in probably five or six years, um, I would argue that that makes them strong, strong favourites. Now, the reason I say this is because teams have struggled to prepare for the Falcons' offence. Now... In the championship game, they came up against Green Bay and Green Bay just didn't have the personnel for to, to be able to compete with them. In in um, the divisional round, they blew away the Seahawks. Now, they did have the personnel for them, but they played the wrong game plan. Now, I think Belichick will. Obviously, everything he does is based around taking away the best player of an offense. Now, the best player of the Atlanta Falcons offense, Julio Jones, so you take him away. Yeah. They'll do that by bracketing Julio Jones. They'll 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 run a, a nickel defense with probably two corners, uh, well a corner and a safety on on um, Julio Jones. Now that leaves them with Mohamed Sanu and the running back pair that they've got. Now the run the the running back will obviously be lined up against a a linebacker, and the Patriots linebackers have proven themselves to be able to cover most, if not all, of the running backs in the league. So. If you give that man two weeks to prepare a defense to play the strongest offense, he will come up with a game plan to defeat that offense. Allied to that, they've got probably the form offense of the playoffs. So if you ask me and if you ask Adam, those two factors combined are enough to be able to beat what is a distinctly average defense, even though they have got a a distinctly above average offense. Did you just claim that the Patriots have got the most in-form offense of the playoffs? Yes. Okay, I'm going to bring order to this. I'm going to bring order. Dougie, have you finished your argument? No, I'd like to counter that, the objection raised whoa, whoa, by... Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, we're not taking objections yet. I'm getting all orders. Then all rebuttals. Dougie, okay. have you finished your argument? I would say that they are the form team in the offense in the playoffs. I don't know if you managed to see the championship game, but that that was one of the most destructive offenses and most clinically efficient without being all blood and thunder that you could probably ever have seen. They, they managed to pass the ball to one guy. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm bringing orders to this. Okay. <laughs> that is, that is the, that is the, that is the, uh, that is the uh, New England Patriots up. 
lads, Mark and a Mark, you'll each have up to five minutes each for your first argument. If Doug, it's right with Mark, and... what we'll do is um, I, I've got points kind of against the Patriots, while I think that, you know, that some of the things are, are slightly overblown. If you want to take on sort of the positives of the Falcons, if you we crack on. work it that way. That's your tactic. Just hate negative campaign against the opposition. That's how you're going to win Basically, yeah. Basically, yeah. And that's it, you know. Make Atlantic great again. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. That is a slogan I can get behind. (laughs) (laughs) Build a wall around New England. (laughs) Let's put Yes, do that. (laughs) Do that, baby. I've been thinking for about six months, has anything good come from Donald Trump? That joke there. (laughs) Oh, discernible positive martin it is on you you have up to five minutes i will stop it at five doug and adam you will both have up to three to rebuttal and the same on the opposite side when you're ready martin cool right well i know both the the fellas are making um mentioning about the the patriots defense and it being number one well it's the number one scoring defense which i don't think is going to be quite a factor in this game because atlanta just don't turn the ball over very often they're very, very efficient. They've only they've only let the ball go eleven times all year, all year. Let eleven turnovers in total. So if you're worrying about a defense scoring points, you need turnovers to turn into points. So if you're not turning the ball over, your defense isn't scoring points. And the other issue with the Patriots' defense is that if you look at it at DVOA, which is a stat that adjusts the defensive rankings by the teams they play against. I know it's not the Patriots fault, but they played an absolute bunch of dog shit offenses this year. And it actually dropped to about mid table. When you take the adjustment in for the teams that have played, they played the bills, the jets, the Browns, the Ravens, the Rams, Denver and 49ers. So let's not get too carried away with a defense that's played an absolute bunch of nobodies, you know, who's the best quarter, you know, Joe Flacco is the best quarterback in amongst that group that they've had to play this year. Fitz magic throwing interceptions like they're going out of fashion. It's, yep. you know, you've got Jared Goff in there as well, you know, throwing picks like, you know, nobody's business. Clyde so a lot, last week. Sorry. a lot, a, a lot <laughs> has been made in, of this defense. And I think, uh, it's. I'm not saying it's not a good defense. It's definitely a good defense, but it's not a stellar number one defense. And I know the whole adage, defenses win championships, but this, I don't think this is a championship winning defense. And they're about to meet an absolutely incredible offense. And and you know they, they both mentioned that Belichick's the best coach ever. You'll get no argument probably from any any sane person that's ever watched a game of football. But let's not kind of underestimate what the Falcons have going on. Dan Quinn, the head coach of the the Falcons, was one of the architects of the Legion of Boom and that Seattle defense, which has been regarded as about the best defense of the last decade. He was the defensive coordinator that formed that. He's now got with him Carl Shanahan, who this is a bloke who's turned Matt Sharp into a pro bowler. He got RG3 to win the rookie of the year over Andrew Luck. And he's now made Matt Ryan the league MVP. The guy is a certified offensive genius. This Atlanta offense has just been blowing people out of the water. So coaching-wise, you've got two guys who seem to be truly at the top of their game, 1-0 and 1-D. So I wonder if that gives them a bit of an edge over Belichick. And obviously, the other person you mentioned there was Brady. Well, so far in this playoffs, Brady's thrown two picks, 
Ryan's been perfect. He hasn't turned the ball over at all. So if it comes down to needing to the turnovers to, to win the game, because both offenses are pretty good, then I think you'll find at the moment, Ryan is the, the man on, in better form. Mark, you're under the gun. Can't argue with any of that. Martin sounded smart and healthy to me. Um, so <laughs> a, f- a few other bits and pieces to look at. I think that you've, um, you've got to look at a lot of the stats that were raised about the Pats and stuff about, oh, they've been there, they've done it, they've seen it, rah, rah, rah. Great. So they won, they won an extra Super Bowl in 2004. Big fucking whoop. What does that make a difference now? None of that t- team except for Brady is still on this side anyway. Let's have a look at recent history and going to the Super Bowl with a little bit of momentum. Falcons are going to the game. They've outscored what was a brutal Seahawks D and a flying, at the time, Packers O. They've outscored those two by a total of 40 points, 80 points to 41. Ryan, as has been mentioned, great memento, 730 yards and seven touchdowns in the postseason, no interceptions. Julio Jones, he's become the first ever player with 250-yard postseason receiving games and two touchdowns in, in postseason games. First ever person to do that. Um, it was mentioned in the quiz earlier on, and this is how we, uh, this is how we knew this answer. You bet, yeah, Brady's pretty good at Atlanta. He's 4-0 all time. But none of them have come against the Dan Quinn defense. He, the blueprint of how to beat Brady was demonstrated by the Giants in those two Super Bowls that they lost to them recently. Get after him early and get after him often. That's exactly what the Falcons did to take care of the uh, the flying Aaron Rodgers at the time. I can see them doing exactly the same thing here. Get after him, knock him about, because the one thing that um, Brady doesn't like, he's a 39-year-old man who doesn't like moving around too much. If you hit him... He doesn't like it, and that's what this team is going to do to him. And this is an Atlanta D that is significantly improved. The first nine games of the season, they were averaging something like 27 points against per game. Since then, it's dropped by eight points per game down to just 19. They've got in their ranks the candidate for a defensive MVP in Vic Beasley, the sack leader in the regular season, that D has switched on to Dan Quinn's way of thinking. He's becoming the man. He's, as Martin said, has created incredible defenses in the past. And with the the talent they've got there, I think that you've got to look at that being able to stop a, a Patriots, a Patriots offense on the other side of the ball. How do you, how do you stop all those weapons um, Doug was talking about how, oh, yeah, let's just take away Jones and oh, then they, all they've got to do is put, they can only pass it to Sanu. Oh, well, then, okay, we'll take away Sanu because they found him it loads in the post knees as well. Oh, but then shit, there's Taylor Gabriel. Oh, crap. Well, he's had a massive season as well. I'll tell you what we'll do then. We'll just, uh, we'll push up the safeties to take them all out. Okay, well, then what we'll do is we'll just throw um, short patterns out to Coleman and Freeman, which is what they've done in the past. In the week five win over Denver, it's exactly what they did. The Denver defense took out the wide receivers, so they just chucked it to the running backs all day. And the Patriots linebackers, Van Noy and Hightower, are really, really piss poor pass protection guys. So, yeah, you might be able to stop them running the ball, but you ain't going to stop chucking to them. There are just too many ways. I don't care how long you give Bill Belichick to scheme against it. He can't put 14 or 15 men on the field. He's only got limited options and there are just too many weapons for the Falcons to hit them with. Another thing going into this game, talking about momentum again, the Falcons and their fast starts, they've scored touchdowns on their first drive in their last eight games. 
immediately that's putting teams against them in catch-up mode and teams just aren't able to cope with it. You, you find yourselves trailing to the Falcons, which means you've got to throw the ball. Um, you, you, you don't stand a chance. They're getting away quicker, like they did against um, Green Bay. If that happens, they've got little unknown. The Patriots, something they've had a really good year, obviously, in terms of they've been beating a lot of teams. But if the Falcons get out of them early doors like they have been the Patriots don't have any experience of coming back in games this season I think it's been something like 500 minutes or something since they've trailed in a game so if the Falcons can fast start as they have been traditionally the Patriots might be panicking a little bit last thing to have a look at over in the States gonna stop you there Mark gonna stop you there buddy that was uh, uh that was your full five minutes you actually got five minutes 20 felt like uh, 50 we'll keep we'll keep we'll keep it we'll keep we're keeping it fair Doug and Adam, you each have, uh, I'm going to whittle it down, two and a half minutes in terms of a rebuttal. Uh, Doug's hand goes up first. So Doug, your time begins now. Okay, so I just want to respond quickly to one of the things that Mark said about the, you take away you take away Jones, you're only left with the XYZ. Malcolm Butler, in the two previous games, has shut down Hopkins and Antonio <laughs> Brown. So it will be A, another cornerback and a safety, bracket in Jones, and it will be Butler on... On right. there. So then you put, then you chuck it to the running backs as I've said, and they. Oh, oh, yeah, so so it'll be D. It'll be this the is, DN. It's civilized over here. It'll be it will be the defensive <laughs> ends. Only if you're right. The defensive ends will decide the game, and how they outside contain. That's that's going to decide the game. So on on defense, what I would say, you mentioned about a little bit about stage fright. That is a factor. It is a factor. It's never been there before, and it, if if. If Matt Ryan freezes, it doesn't. The game, the game's done, isn't it? Let's be honest. And we look at big quarterbacks who have had their first Super Bowl. Cam Newton froze; they got stuffed. It happens to quarterbacks all the time. Brady's been there, done it. Um, I'd also say you you mentioned their stellar defense. They've got Dwight Freeney. The dude's one hundred and forty twelve. I'm not kidding you. The dude's old. 140-12. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a number, apparently. Yeah. yeah. He's 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 an old man. They're stacked full has of old great, men. Has he, had, has he had a great year? Apparently so. Yeah, yeah, apparently so. Apart from the fact that until about week 15, they were an average defense. And then they yeah, got they, then they when, got national when, spotlight, and all of a sudden they're a killer defense. Mark, no, Mark this is you, a need debate, to, not a you need to can it, Mark. This is my turn, all right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> It all boils down to you've got a group of people that have been there and done it and you've got a group of people that are bit going there for the first time. And look, you can't put your money anywhere else. If To put it in fo- football terminology, it would be Alex Ferguson against Chris Powell. You know what I mean? Over to you, oh, Adam. Boss, utter bollocks. Okay, okay. Adam, Adam okay. your time has begun. Um, well, one, one thing I would say is how often how often do you watch a sporting event and end up feeling disappointed because the, the, the plucky team that is popular that you want to win perhaps a bit, perhaps because they're the underdog. So they seldom end up taking a trophy away. It's the, it's the Alex Ferguson led team that historically will, will end up victorious. Um, that's what I think is going to happen. I mean, in some of those arguments there, Martin and Mark, I, I heard you both, whether directly or not, underestimating Bill Belichick. And if, Tom Brady. If you're doing that, the, the idea that the Falcons might be doing that, they are doomed the second they, they even think that they can outwit that man. The evil genius is, you know, especially on defense, he will, 
he will have, it doesn't matter whether he has a week or two. I'm not, I'm not getting bogged down with that. He will find ways to stop that Atlanta offense. Don't even doubt that for a second. Going back to, going back to one of Martin's points about the Patriots opposition this year and how maybe, maybe their defense has had it a bit easy. Well, how about their offense? Some of those teams that you talked about have got some pretty good, pretty good players going on on the other side of the ball there and some stellar defenses that they've been up against the Ravens. You mentioned the Broncos, you mentioned even the Rams, the Rams woeful as they've been with the ball. Um, they've been hard to score against and uh, difficult to play the Seahawks. Okay. The Seahawks got the better of them. Um, Dougie's holding up a sign that's back to front on, on my screen anyway. That's confusing. You don't have to, the whole idea of me holding up a sign is that you don't have to read it out, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just pointing out it's the wrong way round. Yeah. I don't know why. That, that's probably not That's probably not Dougie's fault not either. On my screen it isn't. That's mirrored writing. Uh, what? what? It, it should flip. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just glad that we're, we're wasting... 30 seconds of that <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's... trying to discern what Dougie's writing. <laughs> You've got 20, 25 to go. All right, look, <laughs> last, last few things that I want to say. No one has mentioned yet just how much the situation with Roger Goodell factors into this. No, was no that one... your mic drop second? That was the pause. All right, and that is time. Mark or Martin, who's going to kick us off? Here we go. Right. Well, if we're worrying about, yeah, if we're, if we're worrying about um, Dwight Freeney being an old man, who's the oldest man on the park? Uh, I think you find that's 39-year-old Tom Brady. If anyone's yeah. going to fall apart for being too old, I think we want to look there first before we worry about um, that. He doesn't and have you, to push human beings out of the way of anyone. None of that. This is all about credibility, gentlemen. It's time now. Here we go. And then you've got... Is the oldest and you're man saying about uh, uh, let's go. You've got you're saying about Cam Newton getting uh, stage fright when he got there. Well, the guy's in his early twenties. Matt Ryan's thir- nearly 32 years old. He's been on the team. He's been playing this game. He's been in the NFL a long time. He's been in some big games, none as big as this. So him getting stage fright, I don't know if I can see. He seems a very cool character anyway. I, I, I just can't see that happening. So if you're worrying about young young man, yeah, exactly. That's that's his nickname, Matty Ice. And like I say, you've got uh, none of us taking. Me and Mark weren't taking anything away from Bill Belichick. We're just saying you've got two minds, two great minds, a defensive and an offensive mind working against him. So they've got a chance against him. And and one of the other things that we didn't even mention before, which is these games invariably are one on the line. They're won by the big guys. They've stayed fit. They've stayed healthy. They've run block brilliantly. They've passed block brilliantly. They've kept Matt Ryan upright all, all year. And they're able to get pressure with just their four down linemen. They don't have to blitz a lot because Vic Beasley and old man Freeney are getting there and actually putting some pressure on the QB. And when you look in the trenches, I think Atlanta have got the advantage there as well. Cause I think that front four of Atlanta has got a mix of youth and experience and the O-line is just absolutely solid that, you know, they're probably second only to the Dallas O-line. So you look at those two points together, they're one in the trenches and I think Atlanta's got the advantage there. Mark with the final word, your time start. Simple point. It's in the States. A lot of shit's gone on this year, but there's one thing this season. It's been the sporting year of the underdog. 
Cleveland in the NBA managed to beat the 73 and nine Warriors. The Chicago Cubs beat the curse of the Billy Goat and ended 108 years of pain. Even Clemson went and beat their massive favorites, Alabama, in the national championship game. It is the time for the Falcons to continue the trend and put one over the favorites to win their first championship. Who did you say were the favorites? They're not favorites. Who, the Patriots? Yeah. I said the, I said the Falcons to put one over the, fa- the Patriots, Dougie. Yeah, but they're not favorites, are they, Mark? The, pa- the, the Falcons are favorites. No, they're not. Three-point favorites, the Patriots. No, they're not anymore, yeah. mate. They are. A couple of days ago, they were. Well, a couple of days ago. <laughs> Hang on, right. who are we arguing for? So, that, br- that brings our debate to a close. Russ, before you deliver our verdict, consider all the information that you've had, the arguments, uh, not to mention, listen, always consider the Bants. Listen, Bants <laughs> has value in this argument. But they're, <laughs> they're, so, Russ, good versus evil, uh, light versus dark, they're, they're, they're right versus wrong, but no pressure. <laughs> so, so there's only <clears throat> there's only one winner of this debate for me. Actually, two because it's just in just to point out, Patriots still three point favourites. Thank you. <laughs> um, however, you know there, there's been a lot of talk on both sides, trash talking the uh, the coaches, the star quarterbacks. You know, age on each team becoming a factor. However, based on bants, based on passion, <laughs> um, based. Thanks. And based on downright who I think I want to win, Martin and Mark. Yeah. I know I liked you, Russ. So it wasn't actually an independent view because you want the Falcons to win. No, no, no. There's no no question in the judge. I feel like that was a very balanced response, Russ. Very insightful. Thank you. It was a balanced (laughs) response. And and it's not the fact I don't want the Patriots to win because I don't don't really have any preference. What What I want to, I want the Falcons to win now based on the arguments that Martin and Mark have put forward. That has won me over. Therefore, I want the I want the Falcons to win. So Talk you go, good man. shit. You're Talk a good man. <laughs> so you have it. Independent, credible, balanced. We went through the process and we have found that it is indeed true the Atlanta Falcons will be the winners. Of Super Bowl 51. 51. It is 51, isn't it? It is 51. Yeah. It makes it so hard. When are they going to just turn it to numbers? Are they going to forever do Roman? Who on earth would do that? I just want to say that having argued for the Patriots, um, this is the outcome that I wanted. Rise up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Rusty, you sticking around for AOB? Yeah, I'll, I'll stick around for some AOB. Yeah, definitely. Sweet. Uh, who's going to go? Mark, you want to kick us off? No, I, I, I want to hear. Adam's been going on about his all week. I want to know what he's oh, got. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's, let's get Adam done because I think this could take a little while. So, okay. Adam. <laughs> uh, I could tell you the story. And, well, the, the gist of it, half past 11 on Sunday, we're going to the shops. We were heading to the, the Hatfield Galleria for reasons which pass all understanding. Uh, on the way there, uh, A414, driving along. There's uh, a lot of detail on... story, a lot of detail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, okay. I was doing 37 this, this miles is... an hour. I was doing 70 miles <laughs> an hour. Northeasterly breeze. <laughs> uh, the, the, the more you interrupt, the longer this is going to take. He's <laughs> <laughs> proud of that. I know. We shot the going around. So, uh, so this so, is happening. <laughs> so I hit, I hit a pothole 
at 70 miles an hour on the A414 and the pothole immediately blows a tire out. So I pull over. Just a quiet spot. So this happened at half past 11. I got home at gone six o'clock. That's a long wank. That's... <laughs> I, w- I wasn't in the sort of nice secluded spot that you'd be partaking in that. Uh, the combination of two, two issues that I want to talk about here. One, no new cars seem to be manufactured that have a spare wheel. Now, about 10 to 12, I call Nissan breakdown assistants who use um, the Royal Automobile Club, should we call them, uh, for those services. The, the RAC came to me at quarter past two with a tyre van. Oh, great. Okay. I've, I've had to wait two and a half hours. Could be worse. I've got in that time, I've got the family picked up. So at least they're not waiting with me. Uh, a tyre van turns up ill-equipped. You'd think a tyre van would have enough equipment to get someone with just what's a puncture back on the road. No, he, he tried to mend it. Didn't have a spare wheel. Didn't have anything he could give me that um, tried to call quick fit. How he'd have got me there. I don't know. Quick fit couldn't fit me in. It's by that time. It's nearly three o'clock on a Sunday. So, we're like, Oh, okay. We'll have to order you a tow truck. Oh, uh, do you know how long that'll be? No, I can't say. Uh, you'll you'll receive a call from them. So tire van disappears, having done nothing to help the situation. <laughs> so then, two and a half hours later, on <laughs> half past five, this tow truck finally shows up. Um, to be fair to the tow truck and a, a very friendly driver, he was able to tow me home. <laughs> uh, so at uh, the end of so everything. Angry. Six six and a half hours after hitting a pothole, I'm finally home without having my tyre fixed. (laughs) Which is approximately the same duration as his story. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, that was cool story, bro. (laughs) I obviously couldn't then take the car to QuickFit, could I? (laughs) <laughs> to get a tyre, because I couldn't drive the car. It's now dumped outside uh, with... Uh, anyway, uh, tyres on the drive You're online. They'll come out to you. I'm still going. <laughs> I, I have a new tyre. you got to work these things out, Ed. you got to work it out. Love it. Love it. <laughs> oh, mate. That, that, that was... So have you got your tyre fixed? Was, have you got your tyre fixed That was yet? long. <laughs> have you got a tyre in the car? <laughs> 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 I, 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 Every week. I, I realized I didn't come on here expecting sympathy. Yeah, <laughs> you just needed to get that shit out. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You, it's a process. It's a anybody process. Who, anybody who follows me on Twitter will have seen most of this on Sunday. So I'm sorry for that. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Who's up? It got me out of shopping anyway. <laughs> it was a plan, wasn't it? Every cloud. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go, I'll go next, only for the fact that it's semi-motoring related. Um, <laughs> it, while we're on a theme, when, when I drive from my house towards where my office is or towards where I play football or towards wherever I go to do anything, pretty much, in Newquay, there are, there's one arterial road in and then it, it forks off into two roads where you can either skirt north around town or south around the town. Call and the it's nice and smooth. Uh, no, no, there's no, it's all, it's all mainly B roads in Cornwall, mate. But either way, um, Cornwall Council, in their infinite wisdom, have decided to put temporary traffic lights 
on both the the North Road and the South Road around Newquay, therefore causing utter mayhem and congestion at any time where anybody wants to go anywhere, because neither people go in one way will go the other way because there's no lights. There's lights on both fucking ways. So everybody is just stuck and the road is just gridlock. So unless you're leaving at four <laughs> o'clock in the morning to get to work, it's taking you at least 40 minutes to do a journey that takes 10. And that is at eight o'clock in the morning. It's at three o'clock and then it quiets down for about 20 minutes. And then at half past four, <laughs> then at half past four, everyone leaves work and it does exactly the same again. Can anyone... Fuck you, Cornwall County. Fuck you, Cornwall County Council. And at no point have I seen any work being done. During this time, so can anyone imagine the horror? They're of all busy to... filling in potholes in Hertfordshire, except they're not. <laughs> Travel news on the Long Snapper Pod. <laughs> yeah, I, I... I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna hop in. I'll oh, go on, Doug. Uh, I just wondered if anyone could imagine what the horrors of having a ten minute commute must be like. <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dougie's got, got like 300 hours worth of driving coming up, but I, I, won't, I won't talk too much just in case this is A or B. I'll, I'll go next because I've got a, a very specific fuck you also. And uh, <laughs> this goes... This is Trump uh, again. To, I'm switching off. Uh, no, no, well, uh, fuck him. Fuck you too. But fuck uh, n- neither, not, nor Dougie, nor Donald Trump. Um, this particular fuck you was reserved for you leeching, dirty, bastard property developers. You are doing all you are. That was very casual. Very casual. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you are doing literally all you can to profit from the inability of anyone to buy a fucking house. I bought a home. Luckily, I was managed to buy. I bought a house last year. I say a house, but flat, lovely flat, not not very big. And uh, I have a I have a family, and. Uh, my two-bedroom flat in a reasonably plush um, but small property development cost me £280,000. Now, these motherfuckers, and I told you already, uh, it, it, it's reasonably small and parking's a bitch. Um, you know, I've got a space. <laughs> you don't have a space, sometimes parking. That's another casual one. Straight. Parking my space now and again. That's stopped. Kicked off a few times. You know, people don't do it again. Um, so what they've decided is to try and tell us they're going to put nine more flats on the top floor. Now, first of all, it was more expensive the higher you got. And I happen to be on the second from top floor. So there's only one floor above me. Um, and I have the second biggest property in a flat and for 280 grand again you're like, you're like buzz aldrin hey trust me. <laughs> <laughs> that is the the number two guy isn't it like how shit is that the word anyway so and but i'm happy with, i'm happy with my second position listen for 208 grand I, I i i didn't want to pay the 350 it was to get one of the biggest in at the top. But you're going to try and crowbar nine fucking flats onto the top, as well as building six in the basement. Now, we've got together. We're saying, no, we're trying to trying to make that not happen. But as you look around, you walk up and down any place, particularly in London, they're just building up, building up, building up. And these houses are not affordable. They, you know, you might be able to get a help to buy a loan. 
but the debt on the back end is is substantial and they're charging 400 450,000 pounds for flats one bedroom two bedroom flats it's disgusting it's a disgrace and property developers who are trying to make a quick buck and it's not a buck we're talking hundreds of thousands of pounds you've already got plenty fuck you fuck you and the horse you rode in on that was my mic drop just don't, just <laughs> just don't live in london man simples yeah, yeah, and then Martin, want to do us? Yeah, my mind's uh, pretty us. quick. Definitely it's the yeah, no, 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 no. This is um should be should be um short and sweet. It's the first of February, um, which is good because I did that uh, no drinking in January. And it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> so and and right now you're doing this rather than drinking Ter- heavily. Terrible decision. <laughs> Commitment. January. Cheaper though. Cheers, mate. Uh, Mark, take us home. Oh, what about me? Oh, sorry, Doug. I did that last week as well. (laughs) (laughs) Doug Doug can close it. (laughs) Um, So I've I've moved jobs recently, and it is brilliant. Love my new job. It's it's been excellent. Loved everything about the first three weeks, except for one thing. They, it's forced me. I'm not in control of the stereo like I was in my last office, where I didn't put on things like Robbie Williams, hmm. and I, I'm forced to listen once again. I thought I'd lo- I'd lost this in my life, but I'm forced once again to have to put up with Radio One. Oof. Fuck me, it's it's. I I'm trying to think of one decent thing to say about that station, and it's it's utter utter garbage not only did i not realize previously that they literally have eight songs that they play on a loop throughout the day which is shit enough but their presenters are all like the type of people that you want to stab in the face you want to stab in the face around like circa 2000 to 2004 they were all just skinny jeans wearing t4 presenter wankers that are now all on the radio for radio one but they haven't grown up Scott Mills talks about shit that he shouldn't be interested in. That is a 42-year-old man there on the radio at a radio station that is aimed at, like, 16-year-olds. It winds me up how shit it is, and it just needs to go away. Chris Moyles doesn't seem so bad now, does he? No. I liked it when Chris Chris (laughs) Moyles was on, but fuck me. It's, It's just grimy fuck off. Scott Mills, fuck off with all your segments about, you know, or ringing people up and how, look how spontaneous and fun it is because it's all real. It's all made up. Everyone knows it's made up and you're a wanker. Shut up. You got an iPhone, right? Yeah. You got headphones? Yeah, I'm not allowed. You're not allowed to put headphones on, but you're allowed to listen to the radio. The radio is on, but it's in case like the phone rings or something, you can't have headphones in. That's mental. He works. He works. He works for Stalin. Doug, Doug, bring us home. <laughs> okay, so mine, mine is both tinged with a bit of sadness and um, also a bit of a plea to people. Really, uh, it's not my usual style. I'm usually a bit whingy, but this week, um, no, recycle. Yeah. Oh, Please recycle. No, um, anyway, Cheery you are. This week, happy he is. <laughs> <laughs> this this week, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna. It's going to go down and then back up. Okay, so this week, um, my absolute sporting hero passed away. Um, the man who taught me how to play cricket, how to get, how to play rugby, everything that I've taken through my life 
in a sporting sense. He gave to me, he gave me a competitive spirit. He taught me to love games and being outside and playing. And he and he passed away this week. What that leads me on to is if you're involved in a sports club, if you're involved in anything in any way to keep sport alive in this country, do it. Because people like my granddad are running out. Every week, he every week for 60 years, he cut the pitch at the cricket club, he washed football kits, he prepped pitches, marked lines. Those people are thin on the ground and sports clubs are dying all over the country because nobody wants to do it. If you have the opportunity to help a sports club, go and do it. Keep sport alive because the way the things are going, sports teams are going to disappear and your kids aren't going to have anywhere to go and play sport. So, you know, that's what I want to say. Well, talk that shit. I'm fully on board with that. Good way to close. Well said. Before we go, listen, for insightful, uh, meaningful, uh, varied, balanced, and bants, you need to check us out on Long Snap Pod. Uh, that's at Long Snap Pod. That's Twitter. Long Snap Podcast on Facebook, Long Snap Podcast on SoundCloud, and obviously on iTunes. Quick roundup of individual handles. Russ, do you want to plug your shit? Yeah, I'm the, one of the hosts and members of the Art All Over podcast on Twitter. We've also got a, it's a podcast about rugby union. Doug's involved in that as well. Slightly slightly less angry on that one, I've got to say. <laughs> um, I'm raining it in because I'm still new. <laughs> <laughs> and and your Don't your let tickets feet under the table. Oh, that's it. <laughs> and your tickets for for Wales Island are en route. Oh yes. Um, what the fuck on? What? <laughs> well, I've started to this, Yeah, this this is the thing. There, there's a little thing with uh, me and another member of the podcast. That podcast money. That podcast yeah, money. Well, money. Says Russ as he's walking around in his Canterbury top that he probably got for free. <laughs> yeah, where's my one of them actually? Um, <laughs> Yeah, so basically, basically coming up, <laughs> basically coming up in much the same way that we converted Russ into American football, the Mallover podcast are going to try and convert that being Craig Edmonds into a rugby fan. Not happening. Shit game though, innit? Love Russ. <laughs> love free, love free tickets. Um, <laughs> are you going to go to a game, Craig? It's going to Wales Island. Uh, Oh man, that's amazing! Is, that, is it amazing? I didn't know. <laughs> I want to hear that report. That'd be cool. Adam. What's your Twitter? Hang on, uh, Russ didn't I, actually give us his Twitter there. Oh, did he not? No. Sorry, Russ. And I personally, I'm at Milsamar. If you want, sweet, maybe Adam. <laughs> I've, I've, I'm just gonna say, I think I've been to one rugby match in my entire life, and. Anyway, um, uh, uh, <laughs> you don't want to give us a detailed blow by blow account of the road you took there, the shop that you visited. I'll tell you where it was. It was uh, it was at the Parramatta Stadium, and if you can tell me where that is, you don't want to know where it was. Dougie, what's your hand? That's rugby league, anyway. Um, this wasn't. It was a game of rugby union between Australia, a. Why did you start him off again? Sorry, mate. Um, <laughs> handle, mate. Uh, it's not racist. I know the difference. I know the difference between you <laughs> and Don't stop, does he? He don't stop. It's <laughs> not racist at Chinese lensman. <laughs> Chinese <laughs> underscore lensman. Uh, Mark. This is Sparky S. 
Martin doesn't really use it, so we're not going to do that. I don't, I don't follow, follow it. Him. Follow him. <laughs> follow him. <laughs> Sending dick pics. Edmunds one six. <laughs> Edmunds one six two for me. Listen, catch next week Super Bowl. Something little special, hopefully, maybe even a little Sunday preview. Um, so keep an eye on the Twitters and the Facebooks. Yeah, uh, to my, uh, my house actually, not Neil. Okay, my house. Okay, that's not an invite to <laughs> all of you guys. Martin's actual. That's a, it's a I'm ten King Road in <laughs> Ipswich. Uh, Viney, don't turn up and tell us about everything we got wrong. This has been the Long Snapper Podcast. Nice one, boys. In a bit. Easy. Bye, bye, bye.